Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm usually the one dancing, and I usually don't have to hit stop on the little 30-second countdown timer. Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestle Talk Magazine podcast with the new combination of your host, Tempest, and Denise for today. Denise, I don't know what we're going to call this thing, but I made a little thing for this. This is the currently unnamed Denise Tempest <laughs> show. Okay, first of all, I got a docu points already because when I did this show with Pete, he had a full on team name. It was creative. It was out there. He had a very, very uh, thrilling graphic. So uh, Tempest, did I say it right now? I remember yes. the first time I said it wrong. Remember the first time I said it wrong? I've it been was practicing. more than the first time. Okay. Tempest, I've been practicing. Um, so I've you, okay, it's so obvious. Dentist, dentist, I wanted this to be a collaborative effort to me. Um, it, it just hit me right me. now. I was like, when I was saying Tempest so many times, I was like, wait a minute, why aren't we dentists? We're dentists now. There you go. See, that works. <laughs> um, but well, no, you and I there wasn't another dentist in wrestling that was stealing the gimmick already. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Just got to go steal our gimmick. <laughs> but you know, you and I—is this our first magazine show on Friday? I believe I think we've done ones with Luke where there might be the three-person booth, or we've got a guest or something. But as far as a two-person layout, I do believe that this is it. Oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. I feel like I already know you. I think it's because from all of our uh, interactions that it's like, I don't feel like this is completely <laughs> brand new. I will be honest, Denise, of all the people that I've done podcasts with on this channel, you are the only one that I've met in person. Oh, shut up. <laughs> For reals? Yeah, I haven't met any of these English folk yet. <laughs> what? You've never met them in person? I thought you did. Not once. Not once. We we lived through this this weird little two year stretch here where travel was kind of kind of difficult. I don't know. Uh, it it made getting to know the other folks on the team a little bit more difficult, but not impossible. And we will change. Was that it hard? 
It wasn't that hard because everyone is nice. If people were dicks, that would make things a lot harder. That is very true. That is yeah, very, very so. true. Um, yeah, because I was going to say, you and I, we had breakfast together. Yeah. Uh, you went to the Observer Q&A. That was fun. And then uh, uh, didn't we both get, we both got stranded in, in Chicago? <laughs> We did. We had to ask. Uh, we had to Tony. ask the wonderful Tony. Yeah, the wonderful Tony, the head of uh, of all all website technical issues on F4WOnline.com to come and pick us up at 2 a.m. from Chicago and uh, at All Out Weekend. So we we have had more bonding experiences than I have had with anybody else on this on this channel. So I am I am very happy. Oh, we need our, to tell the story. Program. We need to tell the story of our first <sighs> bonding experience. You Please know what you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. Please you know what you're talking about. The chat yeah. needs to know this because this is very, very sad. Well, would you? Yes, it is. Okay, would I'll start you, telling my like part and then you tell your part. You want to do that? Sure. Okay, so we were in Chicago. Well, I was in Chicago and I was sitting outside by myself because I was waiting for my lift to take me to, uh, I think it was Garibaldi's or something, to the, one of the pizza places. Of course, you know me. And I was sitting there minding my own business. And then I hear some guy creep up behind me. And he's like, hey, Denise. And now you got to understand, people come up creep to me. Creep up behind you. You got to understand. You did creep up behind me. You were behind me. And I was like, what the f like oh oops sorry <laughs> but the way that you came up to me Definitely i was like what but i first i honestly thought that it was a fan and i'll tell you why because everybody that comes up to me the first thing they say is are you denise no one ever says hey denise they always say like are you denise but anyways you said like hey like denise but like kind of with a question mark and so i turned around and i was like yeah hi nice to meet you what's your name and you were like it's me it's tempest and i was like oh sh What's up, dude? Because <laughs> you didn't have your mask on. So I didn't know what you looked like. Or I, I mean, forgot what you look like. There it is. There it is. There it is. Because... I had seen you like once without your mask. Well, I'll give it to you. But that's more or less what happened. It's more or less. I will deny. Okay, you tell your version up. of that. I will deny the creeping up part when I'm sitting there. It was like 9 p.m. at night and I was sitting there by myself on a little bench, just like this, like all sad looking. <laughs> and you creeped up from behind me. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. If, that, if that's how you remember it. I, rem I remember it as I walked out in the front of our, our hotel that we were both staying at and I walk out to also either go and pick up food or, or whatnot and I, I look to my left and sitting on the bench there is a short woman that I kind of recognize and I'm like wait a minute I think that's my friend Denise hang on let me go and say hi and I say Denise and you look up and immediately you're like hi what's your name and I was like oh it's it's tempest actually <laughs> and you're like oh my god and then and then you, you tweeted about it and it was like the most interaction i'd ever had on twitter to that point in my life was was denise saying i just ran into tempest and i thought he was a fan <laughs> okay first of all i'm insulted that like you saw a short woman and you were like oh that's denise like like nothing else gave it away other than that like that's very depressing <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like oh the girl with the brown fabulous hair i would have been like okay oh, that's yeah. me but no <laughs> short short yeah i mean both things can be true both things can be true no i'm just but... depressed now tempest now i don't feel oh. too bad about not knowing who you were 
Oh, I, oh I'm sorry. I've, I've ruined the Tempest and Denise show. I've ruined Team Dentist. I'm I'm sorry, Denise. But with with this this prologue now out of the way, once we've we've now caught up and shot shown our shared our our uh, origin story, as the nerds call it, with with our audience, we can now actually get into the wrestling portion of our our program today. And if you wish to have your opinions shared with our our daily topic to that that being Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins got. Bloody five stars, five of them, five whole stars. That's like a lot. That's five of them. If you want to have your opinion read out, you can send in your uh, your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. As we do every day, we will read them out by before the end of the show. So, Denise, first off, of course, did you think this was a five-star match? You know, I never look at that. Like, I never look at matches and think like, oh, like that's a five-star match or this and that because I feel like – uh, every time I try to guess it, I'm not good at guessing what Dave would give out in terms of mm. like stars. Like I know some people are probably really great at that. I'm not great at that. And I think this match, uh, the big wow factor was literally seeing Cody Rhodes go out there and be all like, you know, discolored and disfigured with his arm. And so I was so focused on that aspect of it that I didn't even like stop and think of like uh, the star rating for this match. And when you said it, because I found out right now when you said it right before it went on off the on the air, because I literally woke up like 40 minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, and so when you said it, I was like oh sweet good for cody uh i feel like given and uh I'm, I'm, i don't know if you're gonna read the explanation as to what he said about it but I'm, a, I'm i'm assuming it's got a lot to do with the fact with the story of it all because their trilogy has this was their trilogy now it it's all been so different like the first match you had the wrestlemania debut the surprise well not, not the debut the re-debut rather the return right. of cody rhodes and that one was really great because you know we had everybody was anticipating Cody Rhodes but you know you don't really know until that moment sure. right it's pro wrestling anything can change and so shame. exactly shame. exactly and i remember when his uh when when we had that really really long pause before Seth before he came out and Seth Rollins was just there in the ring and I remember because I was in the building and I uh when Cody Rhodes's music hit like everybody lost their stuff now lost their like their shit, but like I'm saying stuff okay well now it defeats the purpose anyways well, now you've said both yeah okay and then uh everybody in the press room too is like losing their minds right and I was like. Y'all knew this. Well, yeah, I was like looking around. I was like, y'all knew this. <laughs> Why are you guys acting like you didn't know? But the whole thing was, it was this like, oh crap, he's actually here moment. So that, you know, they had a really good match at WrestleMania, but I think it was more so uh, the moment that was, you know, larger. They could have had like a eh, match. And I think it right. still would have been like, you know, regardless, it was the moment. And then their second match was freaking great. I think their second match was like really good. A uh, very, very, just very, very good. I remember really enjoying that. And then their third match, I was expecting to be, you know, this combination of what we saw in the second and first match mixed in with the incorporation of the Hell in a Cell, obviously. So I figured like, okay, that's what we're going to get. But it ended up being something entirely different after we found out about the surgery for, uh, excuse 
excuse me, the injury for Cody Rhodes. And I think there was one thing knowing what was what he was going into this match with, and then there was actually seeing it. And then clearly that changed the entire story of this match because the entire match you got Seth Rollins being this big, massive jerk, and he's like, nah, I'm going to keep causing pain on you, blah, blah, blah. And so in the beginning, it was kind of hard to get into, but uh, as you move forward in this match, it ended up being uh, it ended up being something, a, a mixture of a lot of things, in my opinion. I will say the next time that I'm invited on your promo show, Denise, I'm going to say I'm going to be a big jerk and keep inflicting pain on you. Because <laughs> I think that that is a line that will sell some pay-per-view buys. I mean, I, I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head. I think they've done a, a tremendous job with this Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins rivalry. And I think that Seth Rollins needs to be given a lot of credit for all this as well. Of course, he wasn't the one wrestling with a torn peck, but he but was he's wrestling still trusting someone. trusting the wrestler that's in there. The exactly. safety is on the line when your opponent's not 100%. Exactly. And that's, that's what I was going to say, that it's even, I don't want to say more difficult, but difficult in a different way, that you're not going through the pain of dealing with the torn peck, but you have to take care of someone that has a torn peck. You have to put yourself in someone else's hands who has a torn peck, and you have to wrestle a completely different match than you would have otherwise. And I think they did a fantastic job at Hell in a Cell. I think they did a fantastic job at Backlash. I think they did a fantastic job at, at WrestleMania. I think they will do a fantastic job when they eventually wrestle for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania next year. You know, because I'm I'm putting that on the record right now. I, if Cody Rhodes doesn't win the Royal Rumble, I don't know what's gone wrong. But I think this match is really interesting that I think recently, and I like, again, I love the the five star conversation when it's just like a fun conversation of just well what matches are are great and are five stars and what makes a five star match and that to me is like a very fun intriguing conversation as opposed to like ah Dave is stupid because he likes this match like no it's that opinions are opinions it doesn't matter but I find it very interesting that recently it seems like there's been kind of an upswing in five star matches given to or five-star ratings given to matches that you'll kind of like very specifically remember as a, as a uh, example of maybe the best match of its type where we see with like anarchy in the arena gets five stars because this big brawling match all over the arena you get a five-star rating for like the jungle the Jurassic Express and Christian against the super click match at full gear last year the five-star match was one of the best falls count anywhere matches ever ever similar year before with the parking lot brawl with best friends and Santana and Ortiz. I kind of look at this the same sort of way that this is now like, this is maybe the best injury match that I've ever seen in terms of molding a story around something real and something that all the fans can look at and just like be like, Oh wow, that's uncomfortable. And you can kind of latch on to it a little bit more because you don't have to suspend your disbelief look at them like, no you it's don't it's disgusting look at it that's you know? a big like, one i think yeah you're yeah. right on that when you talk about trying to suspend your disbelief because it's true because a lot of times you do do that and this time it was more so of like when i was watching that match it was uncomfortable i was like like this is ah. you know like i remember like every little thing that like cody did I, I, you were paying more attention I think to the details and the movements that maybe you might have before, at least, at least I know I was where I felt like I, I, every little thing that was done, I was like more so, uh, 
focused in on that and how that might like impact Cody himself. Like I was putting myself in his shoes and trying to like imagine like what he must. I mean, I can't, but I was trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this match was, was fantastic personally. And I think watching it and coming away, coming away with it, I guess this is as good a, a place to have the debate over whether WWE should have allowed him to no. go out and have this. I don't think there's a debate. The answer is no. Right. right. We're trying and to. I, I'm I separating. Agree. Like I feel like right now yeah. we're separating the match. So when we're out here praising the match, I feel like this should not be mistaken for us praising the decisions that were made leading up to this. But I do not think that he should have been out there. Granted, I'm not Cody Rhodes, but I see this more in terms of like the company side of things. I don't think they should have let him go out there because, you know, uh, wrestlers have a different mentality. And when you're like, you know, coming in here and you, you know, you're Cody Rhodes and this is your opportunity to really, uh, you know, grab the ball and run with it and you get injured. It's like, that's not what you want. And so I can see, see why i totally understand 100 why cody rhodes wanted to do this match why he wanted to be in this match i get it i'm fully understand but when i and i also understand that the company probably was like all right well let's do it now but the thing is you know that companies and businesses they have to think differently they can't right. think like the talent they can't think like the wrestler they got to they got to think like you know a little bit more corporate in the sense that you know what look at him he's mm-hmm. battered beaten and bruised he shouldn't be going out there you know it, i think that the co- i don't think that the company should have allowed him to go out there like that I think you hit the nail right on ahead of a very important point that like multiple things can kind of be true at the same time. We can praise this match as potentially being like a five-star match. WWE's first, I didn't even mention this part. It's WWE's first five-star match in 11 years since the season. Since the CM Punk versus John Cena match from Money in the Bank 2011, the very famous CM Punk winning the WWE Championship running through the crowd, also in Chicago match. So we've had a long stretch here where we haven't had any main roster WWE five-star matches. So to get one here means it's probably going to be praised as a pretty good match. That can be true while also disagreeing with how WWE has gone about things. Because, I mean, I kind of look at this the same, and this is probably not going to land with you personally, Denise, as an example. But I look at WWE the same way that I look at, like, hockey, where... You get into the hockey playoffs and there are so many people that say, oh, these are, you know, these are real adults. And they're, 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 you know, strong and they're athletes and they'll play through injury. And then the, they get eliminated from the playoffs and you learn that they've had a torn ACL for three months. Get surgery. Stop playing on injuries, you fools. Like, and I really do feel like it is in the best interest of the team and the athletes and, and everybody in that sense to take care of the people involved better, you know? So I kind of look at the situations like this where, yeah, Cody Rhodes probably cemented his place in Vince McMahon's good books forever with this performance. And I am not going to say that that is not like a massive win for a wrestler's career in WWE. It's not like this wasn't a risk with rewards and everything. Like, he will be paid off for having done this. 
But from a company perspective, I don't really agree with sending someone out there in the condition that he was in. You know, it's, it's kind of it's different if like, you know, I think Chelsea Green or, or uh, Britt Baker have wrestled with like broken wrists. Different. You know, you're not going to seriously hurt yourself from a broken wrist, but it's different when you're black and blue and throughout the match, your arm is starting to get more purple and the whole deal. I think with situations like this with extreme muscle tears and and really serious injuries like this you can probably do a lot more damage to yourself than 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 you're looking to do if you're not careful and thankfully it seemed like they were pretty careful in this match they seemed like they were pretty careful and you know for the most part for the most part what Seth Rollins powerbomb Cody into the table you can tell that they were taking that as to be the safest and easiest bump possible well, that being said, it's still a main event Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins on a WWE pay-per-view. So, like, there's risks here. And I don't know, as a company person, that I would have, you know, put that risk forward in a, in a spot like this. Right. Exactly. I completely agree. And, you know, we've I've had this discussion. And, congrats, like, I'm happy. Like, I think one of the things that you did mention to you about Cody and Vince is that, like, yeah, I mean, we've heard stories that Vince is, like, He's kind of like the mind over matter type of guy. Like if you're sick, like just tell yourself you're not sick and, you know, that kind of perspective. Uh, so I do kind of like I definitely see that, which is kind of uh, I don't know if hilarious is the right way to say it, but yeah. it's kind of hilarious. You know, like if you think about it, like, oh, it took this for him to kind of get this respect or at least in our <laughs> eyes, right? We don't know for sure. Right? Right. We don't know for sure. Just we're, This is all speculation. Um, and then, so that's, you know, that's fine. I think he definitely earned the respect of the fans too, especially because that reaction that he got on Monday Night Raw said everything. Everybody was, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like when he first came into, I, I remember the Raw after Mania when he walked out there, he didn't get the same reaction that he did after Hell in a Cell. I would say his reaction because okay because when he came out for monday night raw it took a bit it took a bit for the people to actually like react they started reacting once they realized like oh yeah we're the crowd we're supposed to react like let's get out there and make some noise but this one this one more more so of like dude you went out there and you did that i respect you i'm gonna you don't need to tell me to cheer i'm gonna cheer right now and we got you know the cheering and we got the thank you cody so i felt like it was two different um receptions and i would take mm-hmm. the one uh if i'm cody rhodes i would take the one from hell in a cell just because i feel that one came with a lot more meaning behind it i completely agree and they didn't use the same the same props that they would in other situations but this is very similar to this. like Rand- randy or- <laughs> trying to get the crowd going oh. <laughs> well, like randy orton getting slammed in the thumbtacks against mick foley got him cheered the next day because it was like well he's not just a pretty boy he's also tough and we can right. respect him you know so cody rhodes coming back at wrestlemania was a big pop like hey yeah we're excited we're surprised and we're happy to see you again now it's like well now yeah you're a hero and we're gonna cheer you valiant valiantly for this thing that you've done i think it I think that kind of pop is the kind of pop that obviously this might not happen, but I think that's the kind of pop that leads people towards like the very top of the card and the WWE championship and like the he main event spots. There, but still. He was, but this is like, this takes you from being like just 
on the card and like a really good spot to being like, no, you're one of Vince's guys. And he's going to notice that reaction. He's going to see it. He's going to see the match. And it's not something that is easily forgotten. A lot of the things in WWE are kind of like forgotten about the next week and whatever fans don't remember that this is going to be one with that will be shown in video packages forever. And those type of performances, like I think are really going to make the big difference for, for the careers involved and for, you know, Vince's perception of Cody now and for the audience's perception of Cody. You know, it's yeah. really interesting because, again, I feel like this is kind of what he was trying to do in AEW with like the flaming table spot where it's like, hey, guys, I'm extreme. I'll do something crazy. Respect, respect me. You know, I'm going to do the big spot that you guys are going to cheer. But it like never worked in AEW because I think they were a little too far gone with the Cody yeah. hate at that point. Yeah, but I think it had gone now, past a certain point. Yeah. Now with with like WWE kind of being like a reset button for him, he's just doing the babyface run that he was kind of trying to have at the beginning of AEW, but he's going all the way with it now. And it's working. So I'm not like, I'm really happy with Cody's run with the exception of, you know, him getting hurt, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. But then it changes. Like, I still think that if he wouldn't have been injured, the the match would have still been good based on the previous two matches. Would have been very different, though. Yeah. Oh, very different. But it still would have been very good. Would have have gotten five stars. Who the hell knows? I can't tell. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the last the last one that Seth had got four and three quarters. So it wouldn't be that big of a surprise to me. It wouldn't be that big of a surprise at all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
us some of your some of your ultra chats, of course. If you want to have your thoughts read out about Cody and Seth's wonderful Hell in a Cell match, a wonderfully gruesome match, send in your comments to wrestletalk.com for slash support. Wonderfully we'll gruesome. Out. It's like we're yeah. selling like we're selling um <laughs> like violence. Oh sorry, by the way, I messed up your continue on. I messed up your plug. Oh. <laughs> it's quite hard. I'm just ruining the show right now. <laughs> If people don't know how to send in an ultra chat, they now, might. They to, might not. They might, they might if not. If this is your first, if this is your first show, welcome. Subscribe, please. We have cookies, <laughs> cookies and donuts and coffee. Stay for lunch. Uh, yeah. So five. We've got a lot of uh, ultra chats to get to about Cody okay. Rhodes and Seth Rollins five star matches. Uh, first one comes from Will Campbell saying, "Hi guys, I do think the match was that good. It was like an old cell match that was so physically uncomfortable to watch, but you also couldn't look away from it. Everything about it made it one of the most compelling matches in wrestling history for me. It was certainly one of the most compelling matches that I can recall seeing, at least from WWE." Like, I don't remember the last WWE match that was, like, as different as this one. Uh, it's just it's just kind of sad, though, because it's, like, different, yes, but right. not necessarily for, like, the best right. reason, <laughs> Like, the man was still, like... I think what yeah. it is is that wrestling fans, we like realism, and we like the mm. realism incorporated into what we're seeing. Uh, we like, you, you know, these shoot promos, these work shoot promos, whatever you want to call them. And so, like you mentioned the big one earlier, which was, you didn't have to suspend your disbelief for this one. This wasn't, right. you know, painted on. This wasn't uh, part of the story. Like, this wasn't part of the, the storyline, per se. Uh, this was a complete and real thing, and we were seeing mm. it unfold. So I feel because of that, it, it really, really did change how people felt about it. I think so, too. And I think they could have gone a very WWE hokey direction with this. Like, they could have had Cody get taken out backstage during, you know, whatever. Or, say, shoot an angle where he gets jumped in the parking lot. Or stretched out by some heels. Or, or whatever. And make it kind of goofy. Like, the match would still be what it was because you can't fake what he was going through but they could have they could have wwe-ified this a lot more than they did but they played this totally straight like he got hurt in training and that's the angle that they went with and that to me is something they could do so much more often because really from the moment that this injury was reported until the match happened like it was all pretty real and that just to me, again, I don't want, I don't want this to be the lengths that we have to take to get different and real in WWE. But when it happens, I'll be like, wow, like this is what that feeling feels like, you know, when I'm watching this, where I'm watching WWE and I don't know what's happening, but I can't suspend my disbelief because I don't really need to. And it feels real and it's still compelling. And then the match is good. Like, mm. This, this whole Cody thing just nailed like pro wrestling for me. We also need to add, though, like, if any other, like, wrestler in the future wants to, like, work in that conditions, I would <laughs> say the answer is please don't do it. No. Uh, like, I know you might get a five-star match out of it, but, like, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And I will I will be honest because uh, your opponent will probably not be Seth Rollins. <laughs> you know that what too. I mean? That too. You probably won't get a five-star match out of it. You will more than likely – not get a five-star match out of it if you try and wrestle with a torn back. <laughs> well, we'll continue with your ultra chats. Continue to send them in as well. Uh, Colby Dennis, this is separate from uh, the five-star match, more just general WWE, saying, do you guys think that Walter, not saying the other one, can revamp the IC title on SmackDown, or will it just continue to be a prop 
I just feel like there's potential there, but it's also WWE. It's the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, the, the, the horse has left the barn, Cowboy. I don't think that this title really can be rehabbed without like a long, very, very tight plan. You it's know? simple. Have Walter win it. Have him chop the living hell out of every dork on the roster. And that's it. All of a yeah. sudden, I care. That's the best thing that they can do because guess what? That title doesn't mean anything right now. Nothing. See, yeah. See, that that is the trouble. I think I think that is probably what they're going to do. And I think that yeah. will make me. <laughs> but then there's will... going to be nobody for, for, for Walter. <laughs> At yep. this point, though, I will take that option over what they've been doing with the Intercontinental title. Well, you're not a fan of Ricochet versus Shanky? No, unfortunately, that's, that's it's not, not doing anything for me, man. It's not doing nothing. For you. Bless Ricochet, yeah. bless Shanky, bless them both, but this ain't working for me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just love Although, Walter. although good for Shanky though. He has some really sweet killer moves and he's like really feeling himself every Friday night. I'm like, "All right, cool. You know what? He's out there busting a move. Good for him." Life advice from Denise say Yeah, good for him. I'm happy He's for busting him. a move. Good for him. <laughs> he was feeling himself. Did you he see was. him? He was like, ooh, like he was really into it. And then he gets the Mantha mm -hmm. and he's like, oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, Shanky. You could tell they were late for content on this week's SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. Dancing. Don't worry, Shanky, the face of the company, is going to carry the whole... He's going to carry all of WWE on his shoulders with his dance moves. I mean, SmackDown had Shanky, didn't have Roman Reigns. Your move. Tyler Robinson says, so if both Cody Rhodes and Big E return at the Royal Rumble, who gets the bigger pop and who should win? Hot damn. I Wait, who, Cody and Big E? Yeah, I don't know if Big E's returning at the Royal Rumble. I don't know either because I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But I, I let's think, say, just yeah. to answer the viewer's question, though, just to answer the viewer's question, um, man, I feel I don't know who would get the bigger re re reception because I don't know. I, I think they're both very loved by the fans, but I think they're loved in different ways. But I would say that Big E may be a little bit more yeah. loved holy. Like, he's got the whole pie. Like, the whole pie loves him. Like, I would say there's still little pieces of the pie that might be missing for Cody. Because, you know, there's people that are just like, I don't care. Cody Rhodes could, like, you know, cure cancer and will still be – like, some people will still boo him, right? You know? Like, yeah. that's how I feel about Big E. I think he's got more of a fan base, I would say. I don't know. That, it's a hard question. It is. I don't. Think I tried to answer back. it, and then I was thinking mm. about it, and I couldn't come up with a solid answer. Yeah, it, it's tough. I think Big E just because coming back from a broken neck is probably like just going to be a oh my god he's back like yay, really exciting. I've got the echo again. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but I will transition from this because we will get back into more of your ultra chats as we get closer to the end of this show, as my dog starts having a hard time on the floor over here i apologize if you could hear that <laughs> the other main piece of news that we're going to get into today though speaking of roman reigns not being on smackdown he's not going to be on money in the bank either how about oh, that I know, you I put so both your belts you put both your belts on a guy who's gonna miss like three straight pay-per-views i mean i don't know what like i want to say denise your thoughts but like I don't even know what thoughts to have about this. 
Okay, I'll give you thoughts. Here we go. Everybody was all worried about Brock Lesnar being double champion because he wasn't going to show up. Well, it turns out it wasn't going to make any bit of difference because now we have the same situation with Roman Reigns. Okay, that's one thought. Uh, the second thought is like, damn, bro. Like, they just sucked the damn air out of this mattress because, <laughs> you, because uh, what do you call it? Like, we went into this and a year ago, uh, when they promoted this money in the bank uh, pay-per-view, I remember they promoted it at SummerSlam and the, mm. the whole Legion Stadium was like completely packed and they announced money in the bank. And I was like, wow, money in the bank at Allegiant Stadium. This is crazy. Right. But if they feel they can do it, then more power to them. I'll be here. Um, And then afterwards, it's like, oh, well, we're not selling enough tickets. Let's change to a smaller venue. Ugh, you know, blow to the gut. Ugh. And then afterwards, <laughs> Cody Rhodes is gone. Uh, he ain't going to be at Money in the Bank. Ugh, another hit to the gut. Then you got Roman Reigns is not going to be there. Whew, that's it, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's like they took all the VIP guests out of the party. Who are you going to dress up for? Yeah. Like... I, when they announced, I, I when they announced that this was going to be a stadium show, I was like, "Well, that's an odd choice, considering you know, like, you typically would have a decent sized crowd for like the Royal Rumble, which is probably the most popular WWE show of the year these days." You know, Royal Still Rumble attracts the casuals. Yeah, absolutely. So like, you'll have people going to see the Royal Rumble, and there was a part of me thinking. Eh, people like ladder matches money in the bank is kind of like money in the bank might as well be as big a deal as like i don't know survivor series or something these days it wouldn't be that low on the hierarchy of wwe pay-per-views i in care terms more of about like, money in the bank than survivor series yeah i do too i do too but like once you got closer to this like the releases just kept coming and it's like well you're gonna need to sell tickets to these shows and I guess they really didn't look to the, the future when they put both belts on Roman when, holy smokes, like, I don't understand how they in their right minds thought with this roster at this level of popularity with this many people watching them on TV every week that they could sell out like seven stadium shows in a year. I don't know where they thought they were getting that from, let alone Roman Reigns just taking both belts and pissing off for three months i don't yeah i feel like this is sort of the thing that pete and i would lose our absolute minds about on uh, on our smackdown podcast and i might tomorrow in fact lose your mind right now podcast. tempest yeah. come on but, go do your ted talk oh okay let me start getting yes. you. i'll get you fired up yeah here. okay, you'll, okay you'll get me fired up here's one of the things that i feel like nobody or i don't know if nobody has talked about it i don't know because i'm not really like i'm not the person that's like deep diving into what people yeah. are saying online oh, yeah. all okay. day scrolling yeah that's not me that's not Just who i am like i'm rarely like i'm always on twitter but i'm on my notifications i'm not like on my timeline like i'm not looking to see what other people are saying i'm looking to see what i'm saying <laughs> i don't care about your tweets i only care about my tweets <laughs> <laughs> Dude, okay let me ask you a question when you're on twitter do you have like when you have the main like when you're like let's say you have you're watching wrestling right and you have your twitter page open is mm -hmm. your twitter page open to your 
like your uh like your home page like where you see the incoming tweets mm -hmm. or is yours open on your notifications where you see your notifications coming in it's usually open on the home page <laughs> mine's is my notifications i go that's why i'm so like uh, oh sorry someone's calling me <laughs> that's why i'm so oh, I'm like sorry i'm so self-absorbed let me take this call <laughs> I muted it. I muted the call. No, but like mine, I'm always seeing what people respond to my tweets. So when I put something out there and people respond back, I read what they, that's how I get my information. I'm like, okay, if I say like, hey guys, what's your thoughts to this? And people like respond, then I'll read those tweets, but I won't go out of my way to like, I won't go click on somebody else's tweet and read all the information there. No, like I read the information that's coming to me. Okay, anyways. This was about Roman Reigns at some point. <laughs> okay, did this inspire a TED Talk? <laughs> it inspired a TED Talk about Twitter. I, I okay, kinda... but and that wasn't even my point, though. I was trying, I was trying to get into Las Vegas, actually. My yeah. whole point that I was trying to make was that <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think it's a very, very bad sign. It's not looking great that they couldn't sell out Allegiant Stadium for plenty of reasons. You know, we, we can talk about the, the lack of star power, maybe the, 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 the creative, this and that, right? But one of the other things, too, is I – have you been to Las Vegas? No. Okay. I was supposed to go to SummerSlam last year, but that didn't, uh, that didn't end up happening. Las Vegas is very, very, there's a lot of stuff to do there. Okay. So much to do there. And there's so many shows. There's all types of shows. Every right. show you can imagine is there. And I'm like, why would you not like, it, I don't know how to explain it, but in my, I'm just trying to think of it from an outsider's perspective. It's like, if you have the circus coming in town, you're going to promote the hell out of that circus. And then people are going to be like, hmm, the circus, maybe I should go to that show. Promote the hell out of pro wrestling. You never know. There might be people that are like, hmm, pro wrestling? I got some mm. kids in Las Vegas. They can't go watch Thunder from Down Under. Let me go take them to watch some wrestling. You know, like, I just can't imagine. Like, I don't know why. the Like, there should be this appeal to the casual people that are there for the weekend. But then also you got to understand, like, they were running up against UFC. Oh, there's just There was just so many little tiny red flags or things that did not connect mm -hmm. come on, like you get what i'm trying to say right like you see get, Cirque du Soleil. i'm not a yeah. Cirque du Soleil hardcore fan i'm gonna go to the show what do you mean you're gonna go and see mason ryan who's mason you, ryan you don't know who mason ryan is he was a no. member of the nexus i don't remember him come on i don't remember mason ryan uh, already gotta, out of gotta, my brain uh, okay he, he, Going he, back. Went, he went on to be a Cirque du Soleil performer oh did he really yeah I don't even remember him so sorry Mason Ryan <laughs> that's sad I agree, with you. Okay. I agree with what you're saying I'm sorry I don't remember every single person ever okay um but going back to this what I'm trying to say is dude you see Cirque du Soleil you're gonna go to a show right yes okay we got to do the same thing from pro wrestling like we should be mm -hmm. you know yeah. Screw it. I'm done. I tried here. <laughs> I was trying to explain. I, 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 I appreciate I, I appreciate the, the effort made. And I do think that I think personally, when selling tickets to this sort of thing, the biggest problem right now is that WWE just isn't popular. 
You know what I mean? Like you are getting sizable crowds for like WrestleMania or Royal Rumble because those are like fly in events. You will fly to a location and maybe take like a weekend's holiday or like a half a week holiday, go and see a bunch of different indie shows. At one point, you'd go and see TakeOver on Saturday night. You could make a weekend out of it if you were going to see a stadium show that was a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania or something. But I mean, Money in the Bank's not that, it's not actually that big in the grand scheme of but things. Pause. I get what yeah. you're trying to get at. I get, I completely yeah. get you. Like, it's just yeah. the one event and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's different. It's Las Vegas. Come on, sure. look at Double or Nothing. They did one show. I mean, how many people actually, like, there's people that went to Rampage too, don't get me wrong. But there was a lot of people that didn't do Rampage that just went for the pay-per-view. That's one day too. But you know what else they were doing? They were going to other shows. They were going to, you know, gamble. They were going to, to you know, I don't know, sexy ladies go out there burlesque. I don't know what people were doing in Las Vegas. Damn. But the point is, like, there's other options in a city like this. In a city mm-hmm. like Las Vegas, you could do the one show, the one big show. Sure. But at the same time, like with AEW go, going in with Double or Nothing, they were only going in to sell out an arena. They weren't going in to sell out the, the big stadium, right? Well, so that's because AEW that, and WWE are in two different places right now. That's very That true. was a success for AEW. That was a huge mm. success for AEW. Would it have been the same success for WWE? Maybe now, but... <laughs> in well, it would, have been, it would have been the success for WWE if they had just booked an arena in the first place and sold 15,000 yeah. tickets, and then we're not talking about it. Right. right. It would their, just be like your every over ambition of trying to sell out an, a, a massive stadium that they weren't going to, to sell. You know, if they if you aim huge and fall way short, then it looks like a failure. But if you aim for here and you hit here, then it's a success. It's steady. And it's steady. Yeah, it's steady. It's steady. And I think that's that's probably if they could go back and do it all again, they would probably do that. Well, they might not have put both belts on Roman Reigns. If hindsight is twenty twenty, you might do a bunch of things differently. So here's my thing know. too, though. It's like we shouldn't be here just saying like, "Oh my God, Roman Reigns, who's our double champion, isn't here right now." We should be talking about, well, you know what, Roman Reigns isn't here, but. Person A is over and he's going to be there. And I love person A. And you should be like, yeah, well, I'm also very happy because person B is going to be there. Person C, person D. There needs to be like other people to like pull from. You know, For example, let's just say, let's just, I mean, just rewrite this really quickly. Let's just say that double or nothing was this weekend. Okay. And let's just say that CM Punk was out and he was injured. Would it have really hurt the pay-per-view for CM Punk not to be there? Because there could have had another replacement. Right. I mean, granted, you can't match CM Punk, but there'd still be at least some sort of option that could come close mm. to that is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. You know, yeah. there, there's got to be other options. There's got to be other stars to fill in. That was part of the reason why Cody Rhodes had to go in there and wrestle that Hell in a Style match. Who the hell else was going to be plugged in there? Right. Yeah. I think that is the big problem where you've had Roman Reigns now specifically be world champion for two years and beat everyone without anyone besides Brock Lesnar even looking close like they can beat him. And now all of a sudden after two years, we don't really have like a 1A. And if we did have a 1A, it was probably going to be Cody Rhodes, who's now no longer an option. But this is why you don't fire your whole roster. Because when all of a sudden your top guy wants to take a month off and 
your second top guy gets hurt you don't have another top guy after that you know like yeah maybe you can you can do your best with seth and drew but it's not like they've been built up to be top guys right now if it was aew yeah i I totally agree if if punk had to pull out that would have been pretty devastating but at the same time you could have They've got a very deep roster where you switch a few of those things around. And then right, all of a sudden, right, exactly. You know, That's what I was trying to get. Like they have depth you, in the you, roster. You see if Wheeler Yuta can can fly back early and you slot him into Anarchy in the arena and then you put John Moxley against Hangman Page as the main event. That's still a big match. It's right, not the exactly, advertised exactly. one, but you're not as hard done by as WWE you're not is right screwed, now. With no let's be real. Event. You're not that screwed. You're just a little bit screwed, not too much. You know, when you go to Vase, you just get a little bit screwed. Just a little bit. <laughs> If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> and if you're not, oh, stop that. <laughs> we'll get into the rest of your ultra chats before we roll, wrap this up uh, for the day. Uh, so if you have any final uh, thoughts, this will be the last call for ultra chat. So wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We can get out of here for the top of the hour. Yeah. Very quickly. In fact, because Denise has somewhere to be. Yeah, and I still got to go to the bathroom before. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, we'll try and get through these fairly quick. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly says, hey, Tempest and Denise, hope your Friday is going well. I hope you saw Alexa interview with WWE Germany yesterday. I didn't. I love how hands-on she is with uh, uh, how hands-on she is. She made her music, designed Lily and her Twitter game yesterday. Uh, just great. Who is Jay? She's coming for Rhea, too. Ah, yes. There's a whole Alexa and Jade thing on Twitter yesterday. Jade Cargill? Yeah. Sort of. Like real beef or like not beef? Ah, I don't know. This song is Twitter beef. I don't know. Jade Jade said something about real Twitter beef. I haven't seen uh, any of this. Okay, I'll go look well, later. Sorry. See, well, the, the the cliff note versions of it is Athena posted like a picture, uh, a selfie of herself, you know, looking nice and everything. And Jade uh, said, posted a tweet saying, you're looking real Mandy-ish. I thought you weren't trying to be sexy or something like that. Mandy-ish? And, oh, yeah, like the Mandy Rose thing where oh, she said that oh, everyone okay. wants, to, they want everyone to look like Mandy Rose. And uh, Alexa was like, I want to talk about someone who's coming at my friend but i can't and it's a whole oh so it was indirect okay i see sort of it's more or less like hey someone's talking about my friend i can't do anything about it but i would is the gist of what she said drama the t the t um and mr cj lily also says i want to know if dave was uh what he was smoking when he gave wwe a five-star rating as he doesn't often also denise just gotta say uh you've got that wedding glow about you are you looking forward to the big day and are are any of your wedding songs wrestling songs it's not wedding day glow i've been drinking more water so my skin has cleared up it's just hydration people it's just hydration getting married not excited about getting married at all she's just happy to drink water no, I'm I'm really excited about getting married. <laughs> I'm more so stressed. I'm so stressed. You don't even know. I don't even want to talk about my stress. I'm right. smiling through it so that the gray hairs don't come out. It'll, it'll all work out. It'll all work out. It'll be great. Uh, Ten Ruzza says, Seth will win money in the bank as a reward for doing a great job with Cody, but I don't know if I'm interested in what WWE will be doing for the rest of the year. SummerSlam included. Also, Denise is the hopeful girl who keeps showing up. <laughs> That keep keeps that Luke keeps standing up, bro. He keeps like standing me up, like what? Like I'm starting to think Luke popped his face and was like, "Ugh, she ugly," and just didn't show up. 
<laughs> it's I think it's been since like April since y'all did a yeah, show. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, like here's the thing though. I have legitimate reasons. When I don't make these shows, I'm flying out somewhere. I'm working. I'm hustling. Luke, yeah. Luke is on freaking holiday. Okay. He's at yeah, he's home eating a, Cheerios. He's just got a baby. You need that. <laughs> Rasslin Riggles says, as a fan, thought the Cody and uh, Cody Seth match was great. I like the set. I like the story they told in the ring as far as the injury goes. He probably shouldn't have been out there. Have the surgery and come back when you're ready. Thanks, you two, for an awesome show. You're welcome. And I agree. Probably get the surgery first next time. Uh, Frankenfoot says beauty in the brain and that's a deep cut. Uh, if Big E came back at the at the rumble, his pop would be insane. Even if unannounced, as soon as he yelled for whatever city in gorilla, Cody doesn't have the kids yet. Just the long watchers and the hardcore. Thank you both for being wonderful. Uh, might be true. Big E does have children on his side. Um, and then subtopics and more. Oh, I like this one. Uh, Sheldon Jackson's which match from NJPW's Dominion on Sunday has the most intrigue to you. Not looking at Jay versus Okada. I'm going with Carl Anderson versus Tamatonga for the never title. Denise, please tell shouldn't me how, be, how well, how much. Shouldn't uh, how it be Goto and Tanahashi because you're trying to figure out who's going to be making right? it into this tournament? Well, I mean, I think it's kind of already a given, but you just never really know, right? I mean, obviously, it's Ruki Goto. Like, obviously. We don't know. Obviously. I can't wait to write a whole thing about how Haruki Goto became AEW world champion. I can't wait. John, John, John Wick GM says, what do you guys think about this uh, week's AEW uh, Dynamite episode? AEW, uh, Ollie received a lot of flack for his take. I don't even know what he thought about it, honestly. Uh, was wondering how it hit with you guys. Oh, it was a good episode. I thought. Oh, I was controversial, was but oh, I won't really? get into that right now. Interesting. Oh, I I don't know what Ollie said, but I know what I said. I I'm curious. I thought it was I thought it was fine, slightly offensive. I was distracted when I was watching. I'll be honest. What were you distracted uh, with? Yeah, I've got a, I've had a busy month. Oh, okay, okay. I've got a lot, I've got a lot I know, going on. I know. I'm vibing. I'm vibing. <laughs> uh, and Ten Rosa says, uh, "Did you guys see Ollie go off on AEW yesterday? That Ollie scares me. What are you looking forward to for Dominion and Slammiversary? Both cards looking fun. And what uh, are you wanting to see on Forbidden Door? Can't wait to see Naito out on the Dynamite stage. I'm looking forward to a lot, man. I'm really excited about just both shows in general. Yeah." I'm looking forward to both shows. Uh, what do I want to see on Forbidden Door? Uh, Minor Suzuki versus Orange Cassie. I want to see that match. I want to see that match really, really bad. Uh, and finally, the last one hi, uh, from David Evans saying, Hi, Tempest and Denise. I just wanted to say I'm looking forward to Denise hosting Quizzlemania later this Will Denise I still got that to plan. Y'all are stressing yeah. me out. <laughs> you have plenty of time to worry about it. <laughs> so will Denise get to pick who appears on the show? Will Tempest defend his crown? At the end of the day, it will be a fresh, a are fresh you the current air, it says. I am. Oh, well, you're on the show. Okay, good to know. I booked you on the show. I just didn't know who the it current is. champion. Well, the booker's already messing up. <laughs> it, it, it's this is going to be I... a cluster. <laughs> it's going to be the world's greatest cluster. There's two more down at the end for you, Vinny. I All hope right. you don't, I hope you don't uh, think there's not going to be one in the last 20 seconds. So with that, in, with that in mind, I will wrap things up there. Thank you, everybody, for your Ultra Chats. Make sure, of course, to subscribe to Russell Talk Podcast. And, of course, subscribe to Denise Salcedo on YouTube. Denise, where, the, where can they find you on Twitter? Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I also have a brand new YouTube channel called Denise's Pieces. Please go check that out so I can be, make money. 
Okay, Denise has to go pee. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We're back. Lori and I are doing the SmackDown Rampage podcast. Bye. Have a good day. Have a fresher breath there. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.